0: askpat.com What's up everybody Patlin here and welcome to episode 1063 of Askpat 2.0 This is a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you and today we're chatting with Erin Demoni from the petiteplanner.com She's got an amazing story has experienced a lot of rapid growth, actually, to begin with, as she teaches people how to use the bullet journal, and uh, it's amazing, but it's stalled a little bit. So today we're going to be discussing uh, how to get out of that stall, how to get off that plateau, which is something I've personally experienced as well, and we come up with some great ideas, so make sure you stick around, and also hit subscribe if you haven't already. All right, now let's get to today's coaching call with Aaron from the petiteplanner.com. Hey, Erin, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thanks for having me, Pat.
0: Yeah, this is exciting. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: All right. So, my name is Erin DeMoni, and I am, first off, I am a wife and mom, and I'm a stay at home mom full time. And I'm also a full time blogger, which happened about two years ago, is when I started my blog, um, The Petite Planner. And I do a lot of creative planning and then there's the, it's, it's called bullet journaling is the actual name for it. And it's just kind of become this very massive trend. So that is what I blog about. And like I said, I've been doing it for about two years now and making a full-time income for a little over a year. I got fired from my bartending job and that's kind of what kicked me in the butt and got me going and saying like, I'm going to take this really seriously.
0: Yeah, good for you. I mean, it sounds very, very similar to my story, getting fired or getting laid off and then just I needed something to do. And I, I had motivation. And look at you. I mean, full time bullet journaling. That's awesome. Can you let's just pitch me really quick on why I need to be using a bullet journal? Because I have like, I have my hands on like 10 different journals. And I have like, I just want to hear from the source. Like, why is bullet journaling the thing to do?
1: Okay, bullet journaling is, in my opinion, better than a planner, because it's super flexible for anybody. And it can accommodate to whatever you need it to be. So even like I do very fancy creative like drawing and doodling. But the original creator of the system, Ryder Carroll, is very minimalistic. So he just writes in the day and then his task list. But then you can incorporate things like your monthly goals. Or you can track your daily habits to try to work towards those goals. So if you're working to lose weight, you can create a tracker Mm -hmm. that every day that you work out, you would check off that you did it. And that kind of serves as motivation because there's something satisfying about filling in that little box. Yeah. Um and but the main thing is that it's just it's super flexible and then there's not that pressure to use it every day. You can just if you don't want to use it every day and you just want to use it like twice a week, you can and then you don't have like big open spaces in your planner. You're not wasting money buying new planners every 6 months. So that's kind of the the basic mm. of
0: it. I like that. It sounds great and you can kind of tailor it to your own needs versus some of these other ones I have which are like it's very specific and rigid what I have to do. And and they work great too, but I'm just very curious because I haven't gotten into bullet journaling yet. And the other question is do you have to be like a really good artist or or drawer to be able to use it or can anybody use it?
1: Um that's kind of the big misconception and it's a lot of what I try to talk about is A lot of people come to me and say, I can't do this because I'm not creative or I can't draw or I can't Mm -hmm. do hand lettering. And I like to tell people everybody has a starting point. And some people don't want any of that in their journal to begin with. The problem is, is that when you get on Instagram or Pinterest, those are going to be what you see are those super creative spreads. But that is not how the original system was laid out. It's supposed to be very bare bones and minimalistic. And so you don't need fancy supplies. You don't need drawing abilities if those are things you want to incorporate, then I guess you just, you go with your beginning skill ability and then you just kind of try to build up from there, but don't set expectations for yourself. And mm-hmm. if you want that minimalist look, then go with it.
0: I love it. Thank you, Erin. Uh, yeah. And I'm assuming you're, you're an affiliate for the bullet journal on your website and, and all that stuff.
1: Um, I am not an affiliate for um, the actual bullet journal. I'm not even sure Ryder Carroll has an affiliate program I guess that would be something that I should probably look into but um, so I, I'm obviously I'm like an Amazon affiliate which is where the majority of my audience is shopping for their supplies
0: cool gotcha okay awesome thank you and one more time the petite correct yes awesome okay so what's on your mind it sounds like things are going but let, let's okay. keep it let's kick it up a notch
1: okay so things things are going but my big problem is and maybe it's just because I feel like my, my niche is like, it's, if it, I'm full, like I've reached my potential and I grew really fast maybe because I started my blog before this trend got so massive that there were other people. There wasn't a lot of competition at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So I grew really, really fast. I went from like, I don't know, probably 20 page views a day to a thousand page views a day in like A couple months time, like two months. That's incredible. Um, And so now I've been doing this for two years. In January, um, my blog is two years old. And the last over the last year, and maybe I'm just setting my expectations too high for myself, but I just haven't seen that continual, really steady growth. Like I have months of up. Like December tends to be huge because that's when people want to get there get their lives in order. That's when they want to start a planner. That's when they say, you know, I'm going to get organized and prioritize and do all these things. So that's usually a very huge month for me, but then it drops back down. So now I just, I feel like I'm, I'm full. Like, where do I go from here? How can I expand to a new market that isn't seeing my work? Like, I feel like I'm just showing it to the same people over and over. I'm not drawing in new people. Does that make sense? It,
0: it, it makes absolute sense. And this is a very common thing. It's sort of a plateau that many, uh, especially rapidly growing businesses come to because and we we almost kind of get a little spoiled in the beginning with just like, wow, it's just automatically going and I'm hardly doing yeah. anything and look at all these people. And then all of a sudden, and here you are on this plateau. It's like, OK, Um I felt the same way with my podcast. I, I was I was sharing the podcast with the same exact people every single time. And it was like, how how can I get new people in here? So I'm curious to know, have you attempted to do anything to get off of this plateau yet? Or, um, yeah, just...
1: So um, I have recently become a bit more invested in YouTube. I was kind of behind the game on video mm-hmm. for a long time because it just, it, it scared me, honestly. I was very intimidated by it. Um, but I got on YouTube in hopes that, you know, there are a lot of people who prefer to watch video than to read, especially now. Right. Um. So I was like, well, let's jump in. So now I have built a following of 12,000 subscribers in, I don't know, probably the past seven months. That's great. Um, so that is contributing and I'm bringing over a small portion of them to my blog, Mm -hmm. but not a huge percent, but I'm trying to reach new people through that audience. And aside from that, I am, I have done some Facebook ads, but they have not been all that successful. I just haven't quite found my, my flow with it, or I don't know how to target my audience correctly. So, um, those are kind of the two steps that I've attempted to take
0: what kinds of people are on your brand? I mean, is there a specific market that you seem to be tapping into or is it kind of just all over um, and, um, and widespread?
1: Well, I would say I have a pretty good like demographic. So I, it's it's mainly women. Mm-hmm. Um, the age range is really big. It can range anywhere from like 18 to like 50s. Sure. Um, and then mainly the US, UK and Australia. But There really isn't like at least not that I've found and maybe I'm not looking right. I just I haven't pinpointed their exact interests. You know, I've obviously pulled out that these are people who are enjoy planning or enjoy um, the more artsy like drawing and doodling.
0: Well, let me tell you a quick story. I remember with my podcast, I was feeling this plateau and just as an experiment. Actually, I got some inspiration from some friends who had done, done something similar I decided to create an episode that was specifically for artists, and I don't, I don't necessarily have a lot of artists in my audience, so I was a little worried. Like, okay, if I create a podcast episode for artists and how to help artists sell more of their artwork online, first of all, I don't know how to do that, so let me let me find a, a guest on who can share that information. But like, I was a little worried because it was so niche, and my stuff is very general, and and I can cover a lot of different kinds of entrepreneurs. So. I conducted this episode. It was episode 97 with Corey Huff, who helps people do that. And it just spread like wildfire. Actually, it was one of the most downloaded episodes that entire year because it was so specific to a group of people. It kind of worked the opposite than what I thought it was going to was going to happen. And I actually have done some research on this and I've seen many people do this too. my friend, Derek Halpern at Social Triggers. He created some marketing. Uh, blog posts that were specifically for people who own spas and and massage places and, and it wow. went viral his stuff went viral in that space too so what i'm getting at is you, you you're at this very amazing pivot point now where you have the opportunity to you know uh, go back to what people do when they first start which is to, to niche down a little bit and when you do okay. that with a big audience like you have already it can it can help you reach a lot of new people really really fast so you could for example and i'm just Brainstorming here, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Perhaps you choose a upcoming week in the future, and you make it like a uh, fitness week, and how to use the bullet journal specifically for your fitness goals just this week alone. And it's like a big challenge, and you have a bunch of people kind of rally behind it and, and and get together in like a community sort of fashion. And it sounds like you have a Facebook page already. And if you kind of like yes. make it an event, people are going to invite other people along with the ride because they have that specific need and and problem or want right then and there and you could perhaps throughout the year do similar things like you know maybe it's it's uh summer's coming up so you have a week that's specifically for spending more time with your family now that everybody's home for the summer and using the bullet journal and teaching in a more seasonal manner like that um okay how does that resonate with you
1: i i love the idea of that um so my big thing is, and maybe you can help me here, is that when I do things, because I have all these, I do, I have all these big plans of like, okay, I'm going to do this to mm-hmm. for a week, you know, because I do know that those kind of events, they draw people in. I've been one to join, you know, Facebook events that are only like four or five days long and get involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know that they work. Um, my big thing is I end up spreading myself. Like I just have this whole like, okay, I have to. I have to write, and then I have to edit, and then I have to edit photos, and then I have to make Mm. a YouTube video. (laughs) And now I have this week-long event that I have to put together live videos for and possibly, like, a worksheet and all these. And so I guess where I always come down to with those is, like, um, do you think that the payoff on that is worth it to, like, forego your regular activities? I am working to build a backup, like, a base of posts and videos so that I can focus more time on that kind of stuff. But is it worth it to do something like that and kind of say, okay, like if I don't, if I'm not able to write this week or if I'm not able to share a post this week, like Mm -hmm. this is still more valuable.
0: That's a fantastic question and your head's in the right space. And I think that this is very relatable because we all have new ideas and we just pile things on top of each other. Um, yes. If this were easy, what would it what would it look like to you? If this this challenge is week long thing, if it if it were easy, what would it be?
1: Oh, geez. Um, if it was an easy challenge for me, from the creator's perspective, I yes. guess it would be putting together probably like a Facebook group mm-hmm. and having maybe like a daily thirty minute live, like live. Stream of myself and uh, maybe a couple of pre written blog posts that go up, I, yeah. and then maybe emails, maybe an email too. I guess that would be probably doable for me.
0: Right, like kind of MVP, minimum viable sort of product right. for, for that sort of launch. Um, would that have to be on top of everything else you're already doing, or can those, for example, blog posts just be? for that week your blog posts
1: see and that's that's a great point yeah that would be very possible that i just have those go right along and be released at the same time that the challenge was out Mm -hmm. so that would that would work and if they were um either pre-written or just something that i incorporated into the time that i'm spending on the challenge then that would that would probably work really well
0: (laughs) is it feeling a little easier at this point yes
1: yes now i mean it's kind of all coming together in a way that's not like extremely overwhelming, I guess that kind of comes back to like my central point is like I want to grow. And I, I believe that there is room to grow, but like, mm. at what expense to me, because I already I feel like I put in a lot of time granted, I'm also a stay at home mom, and I have a two year old so job in the world. Yeah, So having a two year old on top of trying to work, and then I have a child in school is like, ah, it's, it's a lot. So I'm like trying not to stretch myself too thin in any area of my life, whether it be motherhood or my career or, um, anything else. So I guess it just all comes back around to like, I just want to make sure that I can grow, but without it being like, okay, have to put in, you know, um, 13 hour days. Right. So, yeah, but that, that helps. That makes it seem a lot less, um, scary. Right. intimidating
0: with with, I'm just thinking in the future, maybe one of the challenges in the future is for business owners who want to put together their own challenge and how to use the bullet journal like you're going to use for this one to organize all that. It it can it can just kind of keep going and you're living it and and people would have no excuse. Uh, So
1: I'm glad that you're bringing this up because I just I guess I always thought like getting that specific was and this sounds horrible, but I I thought it was like a waste of time, you Mm -hmm. know. The kind of the same thing you were talking about with the podcast. I literally thought the same thing. My thought is like, is, am I just going to spend 10, 12 hours doing this and have like five people? Right. So, but.
0: the truth is you won't know until you do it.
1: Right. The second truth is you don't
0: have to keep continuing to do it if it doesn't work. Right. But I would, uh, and, and you can answer this for me. Do you think that the rewards far outweigh the risks for a mini experiment like this? Oh, yes, absolutely. Cool. Um, Do you have any ideas on what that first sort of uh, and it doesn't have to be a week. It could it could literally be just a four to eight hour challenge. You know, it could it it could be however you want to structure it. But do you have a particular sort of group of people in mind? It might be interesting to start with the groups of people that, you know, you have already and and just kind of focusing on that core group and. Asking them to find more people like them to come into your ecosystem because they would likely align with everything else that you have going on. Right.
1: So um, I have, I think that if I were to, I know that a big group of my people would like to, they want that creativity. They want to be more confident mm-hmm. in sitting down with a blank piece of paper and drawing without feeling like it's crap. <laughs> right. So, um, I think maybe I could put together something that incorporated both bullet journaling and becoming more creative with your journal in a short amount of time, probably five days, and do those short, you know, 30 minute live streams every day in a challenge group mm-hmm. and um, put together some blog posts that would go along with that.
0: I like that. I'd love to also ask you before we finish up, and this, this all sounds really great. I, I can hear the confidence sort of in your, in your intonation, which is fantastic. Uh, monetization on your brand. I'm curious to know how, uh, like what is it just mainly Amazon affiliate stuff that's, um, that's, that's, that's doing that?
1: So I do, I have Amazon, um, and then I run my ads through Mediavine nice. and then I, I created two courses, um, last year and put them out. And I guess that's another thing. So at the beginning I made A lot of money. I had so many people sign up. It was incredible. I was like blown away. I'm like telling my husband, I'm like, you can quit your job. Like (laughs) we got this. Um, but then within about four or five months, that audience dropped off. I'm still receiving, there are still people enrolling in my course. Um, but not nearly as many. And I guess that's when I really felt like I had just hit my max. I was like, okay, now I've, I've enrolled everybody who wants to do what I'm teaching in this course, like everybody else is either not interested in becoming more creative or learning these things, or they are already above this skill level because it is like a beginner course into creative journaling.
0: Right. And and, and so a couple things on that. Number one, sometimes your best uh, customers are your existing customers. So there could likely be with your paying audience already other offerings that you could add on top of that. Right. Uh, so that it's not like you just have them buy one thing and, and it's like one and done with them. There could be more ways to serve them. And that's how you can start right. to build more raving fans and like a really core audience of, of paying customers. So that's number one. Um, but number two, I mean, it's 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 the cool thing about this is this these little challenges or little events. An amazing sort of way to cap those off is to go, hey, and if you complete this challenge, uh, you get a coupon or or a discount to my program that's only available for you know uh 48 hours after the challenge ends or something like that that way you know these these little challenges are great because they give people like a small win they're like oh my gosh right i can can do it like i can actually do this and i love the way aaron's teaching me and i love her style i mean she's gotten me more results in the last 48 hours than I've gotten in the whole past year like this makes complete sense why shouldn't I pay her for this other stuff that she already has and look at these testimonials these are people just like me and I'm so so happy I found this and it's the challenge that gets people to move
1: yeah I think I think that's a great idea and I I'm definitely gonna do it now like I might be a couple a month or so out but I'm gonna I think that's a great idea and I'll put it together because that's a good way to um, funnel people into my course, but I think you're right. It'll definitely make a big difference in growth and people being feeling more like a community, I guess. Is yeah. that kind of what you want? You want that community. So then they pull other people that they know into it.
0: Awesome. I'm so excited for you, Erin. I'm, uh, I'm I'm hoping that we could get back on the call at some point after, you know, maybe later in the year to see kind of how things went and what you learned yeah. and adjustments you made. And Is that okay?
1: That would be wonderful. I, I'm so grateful for this. It's actually... I've got a lot of information and I'm pretty motivated right now.
0: good. I'm so happy to hear that and the biggest thing is now that you have this motivation and this and this focus, all these new ideas that you, that are gonna pop in your head probably after <laughs> this like they're there and and it's okay but let's give this a chance to do what it needs to do and then you have Absolutely. those other other opportunities after so um cool Aaron uh, well, one more time tell everybody where they can go uh check you out and and perhaps sign up to this challenge whenever it might come out and where should they go?
1: All right. So um, my website is thepetiteplanner.com. I'm also on Instagram and on Facebook as the Petite Planner. So I would love to have anybody come on in and join.
0: There you go. Love it, Aaron. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and best of luck.
1: Thanks, Pat.
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Aaron. Again, one more time, you can check her out at the Petite. I'm looking forward to chatting with her again in the future, bringing her back on the show, and we'll do an update and see how things go. But it sounds like it's going to be a perfect fit. And remember, the the most important thing with any of these ideas that you want to come up with is, number one, allowing you to focus uh, or having that focus on just that one thing to give it an opportunity to even have a chance to do what it is supposed to do versus what we normally do, which is cloud these new ideas with other new ideas and then it just becomes a jumble and a mess and you never take action or you take action and it's never as much as you need to for one specific thing. And then also just trying to make sure it's as simple as possible and that goes hand in hand with what I just said. Because the more simple it is, as long as it's doing what you need it to do and you don't let any of these other ideas or features creep in there, then you will have this opportunity and the risks are not as heavy as the rewards. So... That's it. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on, and I look forward to chatting with you soon. For those of you listening, if you want to get coached just like Aaron did today with your particular business, all you have to do is go to askpat.com, and you can apply right there on that page. You'll see an application button. It uh, will ask you a few questions about what's going on, and uh, you never know. I might select you. And with Aaron, she had put in her application, I don't know, several months ago, and so the truth is I might pick you at any time. So I won't pick you if you don't apply either. So make sure you go to Aspat.com. You can see the archive of other episodes there as well. And obviously subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And by the way, I've seen uptick in reviews since asking for them. I wanna just thank each and every one of you who has left a review for Ask Pat. Uh, I know you know this is a pretty unique show and you get to sit in on a coaching call. So if you have a second to, to give back for this uh, stuff, that would be amazing by just going to iTunes and leaving a review for the show that would be massively cool, and thank you so much. I appreciate you, and uh, just keep up the good work. I'll see you next week. Team Flynn for the win. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show for now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects.